Corporate MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome in. Thank you for joining me. Hey, and thank you for bringing in the new year right here on the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. I appreciate you guys joining me right now, and hopefully you guys had a great holiday with family and friends, and you're re just rejuvenated for the new year. You know what? I took about a week and a half off. I was scheduled for about two weeks, but I got about a week and a half, and it was really nice. Uh, when I came into the office this morning, I was like, oh, man, I forgot about all this stuff. So... It is nice to be back into a routine, but it was nice to get away from talking and typing about dirt bikes, but I rode a shit ton. Let me tell you, it has been raining here in Southern California, and I have been putting some time, (laughs) putting some time on some dirt bikes at a couple of my tracks here close to my house. So I've been having a great time with me and my kid and my family, but man, it's time to get down to business and talk some dirt bikes especially you new YZ450F owners. Yep, they're arriving in dealerships right now. I've seen some guys riding them on the tracks here locally, and you guys have been asking me some questions about it. So I have about almost, shoot, almost 30 hours on this bike now. Coming into the holiday, I had about 20 hours, so I put about 10 hours on a, on a Yamaha over the break, and I wanted to tell you guys some settings, what I've noticed about the bike, things that evolved, uh, mapping settings, and just some tips and tricks for you guys out there getting your Yamahas because I will say this, it is not the same motorcycle as 2022, so we're going to break it all down here right now, but first things first, let's pay some bills, and we got some new people coming on board for 2023. Of course, RockyMountainATVMC.com is the Trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. You want to go to keyforingtesting.com right now. Click on that RMATVMC banner. And you know what? That gets you back over there on that website and gives us a slice of what you're purchasing. So thank you for everyone that's actually doing that. We appreciate it. And it actually does work. And if you guys want to go visit fxrracing.com and use the code KKMX35, that is up and moving along. And if you're a lady, we're going to keep this moving along for 2023. We have a special code for you, and we're going to get you more, that's right, more of a discount than the males out there. So exciting times. And a new to our show is Mark and the guys over at REP Suspension and Jeremy at AEO. Those guys do a great job. I've used Mark many times on my Orange Brigade, Husqvarna's, and Gas Gas builds. He knows WP like the back of his hand, but he also does Showa and KYB, if you guys didn't know that. So they are new to the show this year. If you guys want to get your suspension done and you want uh, a great a great human being, not only is he a great guy, but he is a smart son of a bitch. I tell him this all the time. I talk to him. He's a beautiful mind, that guy, Mark. So uh, if you have a WP air fork, he actually can make it tolerable. That's right. He specializes in, in AER air forks. 
as well as WP shocks, cone valve forks, track shocks, whatever it is, we can get you a discount over there. So if you're interested, hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, and we'll help you out. Power Motorsports, if you want a new Yamaha, they'll have them. And they got a special Kiefer Inc. listener discount price. So that is very exciting. Email me for those, and I'll get you in contact with David over there. Works Connection, Lip Pro, Blood Lubricants, 6D Helmets, International Vet Motocross. That was the Old Timers Association, but now they changed their name to IVMX. We got some races coming up. We're going to be talking about that here pretty soon. I'm going to get some of the guys from the IVMX series on the show, and we're going to go over the race series as well as I'll be racing some of those again this year. Didn't race any last year as I was paying attention to Aiden. And uh, so we're going to do some different things this year and have some more fun. And we're going to go to IVMX and do that because they have races not only in Southern California, Northern California, Oregon, Washington, the whole West Coast. So go check them out. Dunlop Motorsports, Pro Taper, ScreenPrintingDone.com. If you want to get some shirts made, get some free shirts. Neil over there does a great job. He does all of our merch, which is on sale at the shop on our website right now. And, of course, Decal Works, the official graphics of Kiefer Ink Testing. So I wanted to get some of these guys on here and talk to you about it because some are new. Some have been around for a little bit. And we didn't forget the guys about Racetech. Those are still on here right now. Um, I just haven't had a chance to sit down with Chris Riesenberg at Racetech. But these guys are still on board with us as well. So you have some options. There's some options for discount pricing. You can get your suspension done. You have options for engines because, obviously, we can get you hooked up with Jamie and Chad. Lots of different things you can go to right here on KieferInkTesting.com. And just simply email me, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, and I'll try to get you as uh, out-the-door pricing, as good old Phil Nicoletti said. We'll try to get you the cheapest out-the-door pricing. That's what we do here. All right, let's talk about this YZ450 since I've had a shit ton of time on him here recently. So let's take a step back. We went to the goat farm in uh, October. Um, quite frankly, not that I dislike the bike, but I was expecting more out of the machine when I rode it. I've explained this on the show before. We've had a YZ450F show, and we've talked about it. When we go to some of these new tracks, even for me that I've been around all over the world and I've ridden several different types of dirt, sometimes it takes me a little bit to get used to the dirt and that takes away from the test of the motorcycle. So when we do these tests, I really try to focus in on the first session to get used to the dirt, make sure I do all the jumps, get all of that down, and then I start testing. So when I come in for the first time, I don't want to do a lot of changes. I want to get used to the bike. And honestly... It took me longer to get used to this 23YZ450F than I thought it was going to be. It feels totally different from a 2022, good and bad, and we'll, we'll go over both of those right now. But it took me a little while. After the day was done, I did the video. You can go to racerxonline.com and check it out. But I was happy with it, but I wasn't over the moon about it. There were so many points that the 22 was good at minus cornering it felt planted it was stable i didn't get a lot of deflection it was pretty good on the side of its tire so i appreciated all of those attributes in the 22 the 23 is like a stepbrother that comes into the house and it's a little bit uh leaner a little bit better looking has some abs a little bit looser a little bit more carefree you know not so barcode, 
and strict and uh, I don't know, just not, it's just a little bit more of a frisky type of stepbrother. That's the 23YC450. Um, so I left the goat farm, came back, got my bike delivered, rode at Glen Helen with Steve, did another little West Coast intro. We talked about it, and that's when things started arising about you heard the word nervous, uh, twitchy, and things like that. I was spitting those words out. And just most most recently, there was a, a David Pingree posted something on his on his social media about him riding the YZ450F, and then uh, he says it doesn't feel nervous to him, which is fine. Again, I'm not the end-all, be-all of testers. What I feel, maybe some of you guys will not feel, but I'm pretty sensitive to the YZ450F because, let's face it, I've had the most time on that bike uh, than any other machine in 2022 because I raced quite a bit of races, and that was the bike I choose to race. So, Hopping on the 22 and the 23, I can pick it pick it apart pretty quickly. And yes, to me, the 23 is a little bit more nervous and less planted feel, has that feel, versus um, the 22. So here's what we did. I went to work. Uh, I got some different suspension. I revalved. I had Enzo do it at the time. Uh, I'm currently going to have another set or two out to other, you know, suspension companies. I'm going to send it to Mark at AEO. Uh, hopefully, Racetech can do a set. And then I also want to do Factory Connection, have them give me a set. So I have a few sets of suspension, which is the same thing as 22. So if you guys have your old suspension, you can put it on the 23, but it will not feel like your 22 did, okay? Not just because it's a new bike, just the suspension itself. What I've noticed putting on my old 22 suspension setting onto my 23, I had to go softer on the setting. The frame is stiffer, so when I bolted on my 22 setting to the 23, it was really stiff, really deflective, and harsh. So I needed a little bit less low speed. I wanted the, the fork and shock to move a little bit more. So what worked for me on my last year's bike is not working for me on my 23YZ450. So just know that. If you guys have older bikes, you're like, hey, Kiefer, I get a lot of these. Hey, Kiefer, do you have uh, do you know if the suspension will bolt onto my 23? Yes, it will, but it will not feel the same. So unless you're in a pinch or if you just want to send your 23 suspension out and put on your 22 so you can ride while your 23 suspension is out being serviced or revalved, that will be okay, but just know it's going to be harsher, more deflective, less planted, not as good on the edge of the tire as you felt on last year's bike. So know that. Um, so with the stock suspension setting, I'm just going to dive in the suspension right now just because this is what I was really trying to figure out for more than a couple weeks on this bike, uh, is Yamaha created a setting where the fork height is higher, uh, the sag is higher, that has kind of dropped down for us West Coast guys. So now, when I was at the goat farm, we were at plus 7 millimeters on the fork height, and then we're at 98 millimeters on the sag. I just think it's not going to work on West Coast settings, but hey, I'm not as smart of the guys as the guys at, at Yamaha R&D. They've had way more time on this bike. They know it works, and if it didn't work, they wouldn't put it out there, right? I know this. I know the guys over there. Very smart dudes. So, but for me... And the vet rider, I think we need to drop the fork height. So 
you have a pen and a paper, or if you can remember, I drop my fork height back down to four to five millimeters in the clamps. This will be the best setting for you guys out there that still want a blend of straight line stability as well as keeping the better cornering um, feel as the 23 has over the 22. So, yes, it's not going to turn quite as good with the plus 4 millimeter fork as the plus 7, but I need to be able to get into the corner in a more stable fashion so that's where the four millimeter height comes in. This kind of helps me get to that area one corner where it just needs to get there planted and calmly. Sag, you can start at 102. I've been all the way to 105. So I'm currently at 104, but you want to split the difference. Try 102 on your shock. And for me, the shock is pretty stiff, so I back out the high speed at least a quarter to a half a turn. That'll kind of help it squat a little bit. So... If you're at 102 millimeters of sag on your new 23YZ, I would back it out a half of high-speed compression from stock, okay? All of these stock numbers are in your manual. I read my manual, so you guys should read yours. There's a lot of great information, torque settings, heights, uh, air pressures, everything's in there. So the manual is awesome. Okay. Low speed compression on the fork. We'll go back to the fork. Fork height, 4 millimeters. Compression, 12. Rebound, 12 to 14. Key thing for me is the suspension is pretty stiff on this bike for the 23. I like to back it out a little bit. I thought I would want to go stiffer. Normally, I would on the previous years. And normally, I would slow down the rebound. But for this bike, I had to speed up my rebound on the fork to give me a better lean angle traction feel, as well as bump absorption feel. So don't be shy to up your rebound to 14 out on the fork. This will help you just feel better and have more tire contact patch with the front tire. Now, on the, on the shock, it doesn't really have that same feeling as the fork. I still keep it in the 22 ballpark, uh, compression is 11 to 12 out. Besides the high speed, I'm backing that out. Even if you're at 104, I go a quarter turn out on the high speed. If you're at 102 millimeters of sag, go out a half, okay? And the rebound, I'm at 12 out. So a little bit faster on the rebound, but still not quite as drastic of a change as the fork. I just need this bike to move, specifically the suspension. I don't mind if my suspension is quick as long as my chassis doesn't move around. So this is what I've come to notice with this bike. I need a little bit of a quicker rebound setting to keep the chassis calm. And this is what's working for me out here on the West Coast. Now, if you have tackier dirt, slower speeds, you may be able to turn that rebound in a little bit, as well as the compression. But here on the West Coast side of things, we've had some good dirt lately. It's still choppy. It doesn't have the tall bumps like you guys do out on the East Coast, but I have been riding some sand tracks, and um, the bumps are taller. They're just softer, but the rebound setting that I just told you guys about still works, so I like that. So keep doing that. Another thing that I've noticed is we'll move on to the engine side of things. It's smoother off the bottom. It doesn't have that 
that grabby feel like 22 did. Uh, I still have a couple different maps that I like. I'm going to put them up on keferinktesting.com tonight, so that'll be up there, some optional map settings. So I've created a map that still has that nice linear low feel, but then doesn't have the, as much bite in the mid-range because let me just tell you, this bike, once it's out of the corner, you better hang on because that mid-range kicks in. There's a lot of mid-RPM response on this bike. So if you're not quite ready, it'll pull you right back up, on, way back on the seat and your arms are going to pump up or you'll loop out if you're a less skilled rider. Uh, I've seen it happen a time or two. I may or may not has, have it happen to me. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> But it is fast from mid-range to top end. And second gear is very long. I love that. I love that I can use second gear longer than last year. I can't lug this bike as good as last year in third gear. But the map that will be up on my site, or maps, will help the third gear lugability and keep that nice linear pull. And you'll still have that nice long second gear feel. So go look up on that. Uh, up on my website. So, the clutch. So, very, very KTM-esque. Uh, basically, it's a KTM copy, if you're going to call a spade a spade. It's a KTM clutch. Uh, it got rid of the the six-spring system. We're on one spring. It's a Belleville spring, right? Uh, use clutch rubbers. I've heard that you can use an older KTM clutch fibers and steels inside of this. I will get the confirmation on that, and if you can't find a clutch right away, hopefully I will have some part numbers for you, and you can go up on my website. Check my website regularly, guys, because I do update it, as well as I'll put some tips and tricks as this thing goes, right? This this bike will evolve. If you click on a YZ450F story in November, it may have evolved in January and February, so just keep up to date on that, all right? It's very easy to use, my website. You click on bike brands, you click on Yamaha, and everything Yamaha-related will be there. It'll have dates so you know what's going on. So now we're in January. I've had some more time on this thing. The clutch is better than the 22, but it's not as good as a KTM clutch. Last year's clutch, I got 10 hours, and I was smoked. I will say that I'm a clutch dragger. I'm not a, like, fanner. I'm not... I just slip the clutch because I use third gear, right? So I'm just constantly a little bit riding that clutch to get the RPMs up so I can stay in third gear. You can also use a 1350 gearing if you want to be in third gear sooner. That works on the 23. It didn't work very good on the 22. But with my map, 1350 gearing, and you have this, this clutch, right? It will last you a longer time. I got about 20 hours, almost 20 hours on one clutch. So, no, I'm not A-Ray, but I feel like I'm on the harder end of clutches for a rider, right? But that wasn't at sand tracks. I recently, over the holidays, started riding some deep sand tracks, and my clutch is, is smoked six hours. It's, it's gone. So I have to put another clutch in it. So I'm going to try a different fibers and steels. Henson makes some stuff. I'm going to put that in there and see if that helps. But the overall feel of the clutch is a little bit more on-off than last year's clutch. So what I do, what I like to do, is I change the leverage ratio on the clutch lever. There is a 26 millimeter ratio that I like a lot. Um, Arc 
had it for a bit, but you can't get it anymore. So uh, Eric at Works Connection, he has a Honda lever. You can use a Honda lever, which has that nice levered ratio that I like, that will make your Yamaha YZ450F clutch not as on-off feeling. So if you go get a Works Connection Elite Perch and then use a Honda lever, that leverage ratio is better than stock. So check that out. What that will do is it'll increase the... um, the linear feel of this clutch, and it won't be so on-off. Now, look, it's not on-off like a KTM Brembo clutch because those things are on-off feeling. It has more window than the Brembo, but it's not as wide as the 22. And I still use the 26-millimeter ratio on my 22 as well. Uh, I know Eli and the guys, Ferrandis, those guys are also on a 26-millimeter ratio, so it will help your starts. It will help that less jerky feel if you're if you're riding that clutch in ruts. So look at it. Works connection, uh, elite lever, Honda lever, and then elite perch. Yes, it will bolt on with a YZ perch, so just FYI, okay? So that is something that I've been running with a 1350 gearing, and it really helps third-gear lugability and doesn't affect the chassis negatively, which I have come to find out as well. I have tried some suspension off of an uh, from Enzo, so they do have some stuff out. Um, the guys over there are doing a great job of of evolving their KYB settings, so you can go check that out. I'll be testing some more suspension companies with the KYB here pretty soon. It's just January, so calm down. We'll get we'll get some more settings for you guys, but. No problem on breaking in your your stock stuff. Unlike a KTM or Husqvarna, the KYB will break in in about two hours. It's still going to feel firmer than your 22. Again, you will have to maybe soften it if you're around 170 to 185, 190. I still feel like you want to go softer on this bike. Uh, If you're upwards of 200 plus, you probably can keep the recommended stock clicker settings, but I still would use the 4mm fork height as well as the SAG 102 to 104. So just kind of know that. Um, Another note that I've been uh, asking the Yamaha guys, the reason why this bike was late uh, wasn't anything to do with the clutch problem. I've heard people say, yo, my dealer has said that. I've asked multiple Yamaha employees that would tell me the truth, I feel like, and they said that is all BS. Nothing has happened. Some things have been late. So that is why the bike is late itself. I personally haven't had a clutch problem myself besides going through clutch plates. Um, And they also have clutch rubbers, by the way, just like the KTM. So make sure you check that because those will crack just like the KTM ones will. They're not going to go anywhere. So when I say crack, they're not going to float in your engine. They have nowhere to go. They're in a slot. But it will, what you'll feel when these things break or crack you'll ride the clutch a little bit and you'll feel a little bit of vibration or some kind of harmonics through your engine. You're like, oh, I wonder what that was. What I notice is when I ride the clutch a little bit, I will feel that in certain corners and it will happen every lap in the same corner. So just be aware of that. If you don't feel that vibration or um, that harmonic coming through your engine and you'll feel it coming through your right side on your right boot, 
that's where I feel it a lot. So I had that happen to me the other day. So that's when I kind of knew, like, hmm, check the rubbers. And, yeah, sure, shit, there was one that was cracked. So just know that that has happened. And it's not going to hurt your engine, but also it's not going to, you know, your clutch isn't going to perform uh, how it should if that those things are cracked. Granted, I will say this, I'm harder on bikes than most. Again, I ride natural ter- terrain tracks from the house that are deep, deep sand. Not Lommel, but I mean, it's deep sand. It's very heavy on the bike. So there's a lot of abuse for you guys going to local tracks. I don't think it's going to be getting that much abuse, but... In typical Yamaha fashion, it has been reliable. I haven't had anything to worry about. I have gone through zero chain sliders, zero chain guides. I'm just now going to put a chain on the bike. So the stock chain is really good. Um, The sliders are really good. I'm going to put some new sliders on now, but we're up and over 25 hours or so, and everything has been really good so far. So that is impressive for me. Sorry to interrupt this riveting 2023 Yamaha YZ450F podcast, but we're going to do these commercials right here, right now. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Screenprintingdone.com. My dream is the world's most powerful t-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t-shirts made? Go to screenprintingdone.com. This is a t-shirt. You can get anything you want on that t-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like let's go, buddy, or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. Screenprintingdone.com. T-shirt printing business. Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free t-shirts. That's what I'm talking about! Screenprintingdone.com. I know it's tough sometimes, guys. What engine oil should I run? What weight? Synthetic or non-synthetic? It's tough. But you guys, I've been running blood lubricants for about two and a half years now. I've had great results. If you guys are looking for some great oil, the Barracuda Blood Series 1040 is what we run in all of our test bikes here. Um, It's specifically formulated for the most brutal racing conditions on earth. Look, heat, high humidity, silt, mud, whatever you got, this Barracuda Blood 1040 can handle it. 1040 is a great weight for most motocross and off-road machines, even though maybe your uh, owner's manual says run 530 or 1050. To me, 1040 is a great weight. Check it out. Barracuda Blood Series. Um, It's been through Baja 1000, the 500, Mint 400, Vegas, Torino, all of our test bikes here. 100% synthetic oil. It's great stuff. Uh, You put it in. And I run about two and a half engine hours. I take it out, and man, it still comes out pretty damn clean. So you can use the code Kiefer at checkout over at bloodlubricants.com. Save yourself 25% off a case of oil. They have all different kinds of stuff. They have suspension oils. They've got sprays, chain lubes, whatever it is for oil-related stuff for your off-road motorcycle. Check out bloodracing.com. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check them out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 
to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar, but yet I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend. And that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So, protaper.com, they have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. For motocross riders driven to dominate, the Yamaha YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit Power Motorsports today to explore what's new and improved for 2022. The YZ450F and YZ250F bring the performance with power for four-stroke engines, reduced unsprung weight, and new suspension settings. For the look of a full factory ride, just like what you guys see on Saturday night, both the YZ450F and YZ250F come in exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics packages, and you can take precision tunability to the next level with Yamaha's exclusive and industry's only free power tuner app. Visit Power Motorsports today, find your Yamaha YZ, and enter the victory zone. Get your new Yamaha at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it on here. That's right, the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Get your best deal and best pricing wherever it is. Right here, North America. I don't care where you're at. Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Go visit them, powermotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and dangerous. Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day? Who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times, you can reach your full potential, and of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris at keferinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. 
Getting started is super easy with LipPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times, get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text, who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? LipPro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and LitPro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate, and uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com. Go to LitPro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time, how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LitProLive.com. We are back. Wasn't so bad, was it? Here we go. The overall erg- ergonomics for me is much improved, but <laughs> you will get monkey butt. This seat is hard at first and narrow. Those two things will kill your butt. I'm telling you guys right now. When you ride this bike, you're going to be like, huh, man, I wish I had some a little bit of a wider cushion in the middle of this seat. It is narrow, and I understand why they're doing it. They're trying to keep everything narrow and compact and light-looking, and it does look that way. But when you ride it, you wish you just had a little bit more of foam on the sides of the seat. So the shape of the seat isn't that friendly. I recently had to switch to going to a, a chamois in my shorts when I ride because I've been getting monkey butt something fierce, and I'm going, what in the hell is going on? I've never had this problem. I ride a shit ton and now my ass is ripped up. It's jacked up. So it's the seat. It does break in. I'm, you know, plus 25 hours now and it's softening up now, which I don't mind the heart or the density of the seat. I appreciate that, actually. I just think the, sh- the seat shape needs to be a little bit more friendly to our butts. Moto guys, uh, I shouldn't say that. I don't have much of an ass, Okay. So if you're an older gentleman, you're beefy, you might have more of a butt, maybe you don't have a problem. But I'm dick and ribs over here, and I have no butt. It's just bone uh, and a crack, and it, it hurts. So if you guys are like me, 170 pounds, 5'11", 6 foot, not a lot going on in the muscular portion of yourself, uh, you will get some monkey butt. Andy over at Guts Racing is making a seat. I have tested the winged seat uh, or the foam. That actually does work, and if he does make one for this bike, which I don't know if he has yet, uh, I would look into that because that will help you grip this bike as well as well as give you some more side cushion on this seat. So I appreciate the overall layout of the motorcycle. I do feel like this motorcycle is tall, and maybe that is some of the reason why it took me a little bit of while, it took a little bit of time to learn how to corner this thing like everyone's saying, it should, okay? It's not only that you sit on top of it with the seat and the ergonomics and the rider triangle, but just the overall height of the bike, I feel taller than I do on the 22. I can put a tall seat on a 22, and I still don't feel like the bike is tall. Overall, I just feel like the bike is high up. And maybe that is one of the reasons why they they try to drop the fork down a little bit and raise the ass end up with sag or, you know, less sag in the rear. So for me, with my settings, I still feel like it's a little bit tall, but you will be able to corner this thing 
better than the 22 that I've come to find out over the long term. I was a little bit skeptical after Florida. I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know if this is as good as a 22 in the cornering department. Yes, it's better than the 22. Uh, area 2, Area 3 is better. It does want to stand up in Area 3 if your settings aren't right. If you don't have the correct sag or the fork height, it will want to stand up in Area 3 of the corner. The 23 is more sensitive to setup than the 22 was. So you will have to pay more attention to this girl than you did your last one. It's like getting a brand new chick and she needs a little bit more love. She's better, but you need to pay attention to her a little bit more. This is the Yamaha, okay? So make sure your sag and fork height are tuned and set the correct way because if not, you'll have a tendency to stand up your bike in area three. It does have a better front-end bite in area one. It leans over better. It has a lighter feel. It isn't as good on the edge of tire if you're accelerating across or trying to set up wide and then come into a rut. The 23 simply isn't as comfortable as the 22. The 22 is planted better. It has more comfort. It's less edgy. The 23 is a little bit edgier, but opening the rebound will help those situations, so just know that. Okay, it will take you some time to get used to this bike if you're coming off a 22. It's not a seamless feel. It's not like, oh, yeah, no problem, man. I got a 23. It's great. Good for you if you can do that. I just couldn't. It took me, man, it took me 15 hours of engine time to get comfortable on this, to appreciate the things that are better. And those things are side-to-side movement feels light. Ergonomically, it's much better. It's easier to stand up and sit down. Engine is, is much better to me because even though I can't lug it in third gear as much, second gear is so usable and the motor is so strong. Although I am going to try some ECUs, I personally don't think anyone needs it at this time. If I'm going to try something um, soon, it'll be a GET system. So GET has a system that I'm going to get and me and Chad are going to go to work on it and try to see if we can make it a little and fill the gap in, I guess, so to speak, where it's really smooth off the bottom and it has a big hit in the mid-range. I still want to smooth some of that out. My current Yamaha Power Tuner map does help that, but I would like to help that further and see if we get a broader pulling power, just kind of like I did with the Vortex on the 22YZ450. That was amazing. Um, So hopefully we can try to make that amazing on the 23 side with the GET system. Chad at XPR is a wizard with ECU tuning, and he's focusing in on some get stuff now recently to try to help that along, and uh, that'll be a good test for me and him and for you guys out there to see if it even works. So I don't know if it works. If it's if it's shit, I'll let you know about it. If it's good, I'll let you know about it. Um, we'll talk about it here, or you can just go on my website, and we can uh, figure it out over there. But so far, man, the bike has been impressive. It's still one of my favorite bikes to race and ride. I'm going racing this weekend on it. Uh, I guess I shouldn't say race because I haven't raced it yet, but I'm going to race this weekend on it. But riding-wise, I've been riding the KX450 a lot because I know that's winning shootouts. So we've been going back and forth on the KX450, me and my kid, and then the YZ450. And my kid's been even trying the YZ, and he appreciates it. But the KX just has more comfort in the frame. Uh, Side lean angle tire comfort is better on the Kawasaki. The Yamaha corner is better than the Kawasaki. Uh, to me, it has better suspension settings than the Kawasaki because the Showa stuff on the KX450 is soft. It dives. 
and it makes the bike pitch a lot. The Yamaha doesn't have a lot of pitching. The Yamaha has hardly any engine braking. It's very free-feeling. So the the chassis itself coming into corners is much better than the 22. So there is a lot of things that I appreciate that I like. It's just a couple of meaty things that I really need in a motorcycle, like lean angle tire traction. I really want that. I really want that, like the 22. It doesn't have quite the feel on the 23, so um, I was a little bit disturbed by that, and it, it got to me a little bit early in these tests. But now that I've been to more tracks, I appreciate the good parts a lot more than I did earlier with this motorcycle. So, sure, it's growing on me, but that doesn't take away the fact that I'm still aware of some of its downsides, and there is some. There isn't a perfect motorcycle, and I don't mind it getting second places in some of these shootouts. I know um, Don picked Kawasaki, and of course you can say Don's a Kawasaki guy. Yes, but Kawasaki does have a great bike. You know, uh, I know another publication rated it second or third, maybe third. Um, I don't know how it could go down third. I would rank it second. Um, I could see it getting first or second. Um, third or fourth, it's hard for me to think the Yam or the KTM is better than the Yamaha right now. The KTM is more edgy, stiffer natured. The engine's really good, but man, I don't know as far as it would be hard to beat a Yamaha or a Kawasaki at this point uh, in 2023 on the 450 side. You guys can always email me and I can I can ask you some questions about yourself and you can tell me and then I can kind of hone in on what bike is best for you. But as of right now, Yamaha did a good job in creating a motorcycle that is better in a lot of areas that you guys out there were asking for. You wanted a lighter bike. You got it. Five pounds lighter. You wanted a lighter feeling bike. You got it. It does feel light in the air. Side-to-side movement is better. And you guys wanted a broader engine. You got it. So they nailed some things that were out there that you guys wanted and it's available to you. It's just you guys going to have to know if you get a better cornering motorcycle, something has to suffer, and that is stability. The key thing when you have these R&D departments and the, the Japanese engineers, you try to blend those things together to try to mask some instability if you do get a better cornering machine. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. In this case, you can feel a little bit of a of a quicker moving chassis all right it's not as planted as the 22 is that good for everyone no is that bad for everyone no some of you guys aren't as fast as me or some of the testers that are doing these tests and giving you information maybe you'll never feel it but i feel it so i just want to let you guys know out there what's going on there's no perfect motorcycle. This isn't a perfect motorcycle. It is a better YZ450 in a lot of ways. Not in every way. In a lot of ways. And uh, there are other options for you too if you guys want to go that route. So far, reliability has been fine. Uh, again, we're not. We're just at the tip of the tip of the iceberg here. We just started, right? 25 some hours. But I've ridden other colored machines, and it's been 25 hours, and it looks like a bag of shit, or it, it completely just took a shit. So that hasn't happened with the Yamaha. I will say the plastics do scratch a little bit easier than the older YZ450. I have grown to like the front fender of the 23. I'm not a fan of the number plate. So we'll try to work on that. Maybe get a vented number plate from the guys over at Anchor Tape Company if you guys want 
vented number plates. He makes them. It's very cool. And uh, we'll continue to work on chassis settings, and I'm going to post up a story about um, lengths from swing arm pivot to axle. We're going to find the optimal, I guess, setting for you guys out there that create a more stable motorcycle if that's what it needs. So a KTM, I feel like it needs to be more stable. It corners really well, so we're going to try to get you um, a setting from your swing arm pivot all right, to your axle. There are those settings that really matter, and we're going to post that up on keyforingtesting.com, so check out that. A lot of techie stuff coming down the pipe over on our website, as usual, for us here, because we are nerds when it comes to settings and reviews and all these things that we love dirt bikes. We have the new SR coming. I shouldn't say new. Well, it doesn't have KYB on it. It has Showa on it for the 23KX450SR. We have the new factory edition coming out. KTM 450 Factory Edition, so we're going to look for that. As well, we're going to evolve some of these Yamaha settings, and we're going to do a shootout. I was going to do it in December, but we had to do some Supercross preview shows, so that got moved, and I had to do another test that took about a week, so I was gone. But nonetheless, we will be getting this thing done, and we'll talk about it. It's not going to be a powwow around uh, the bar or anything and talk about each bike. I'm just going to give you the facts and what is good on each bike and if you guys actually need a new bike because some of you guys hit me up and say I have a 2018 is my 2023 if I buy one going to be better and I'm like sometimes it's not sometimes just keep your old bike for a little bit it's no problem put some money into your old bike so we're going to talk about that and if the juice is worth the squeeze so uh, hit up heather at keyforinktesting.com if you want some merch or just simply go to the shop on our website and buy something right there. We got some new hoodies. Darkside was just here working out in the new Checkers hoodie. Maybe I'll get Checkers from Racetech a hoodie because it's inspired by Checkers from Racetech is why we got the Checkers hoodie. Uh, of course, you guys know my email address if you guys want to know some information. If you're a younger guy, you want to speak the language of a 16-year-old, Aiden at KieferIncTesting.com, A-D-E-N at KieferIncTesting.com. And we're here to help you all year long, folks. Tell a friend if you need some help with off-road, moto, need some advice, we're here. That's what we're here. We're built for this, right? Thanks for joining me. I will see you at Supercross coming up or at a local race, wherever. I'm out and about. See you soon.